You know, I'm not even going to get into Jeff Carter's numbers. I don't believe it's necessary. I prefer to support my stances on sports with statistics. Not this time. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. The Penguins winning streak went down in flames a couple nights ago at PPG Paints Arena to the Maple Leafs. And those are the only two games they've lost out of the last 10. So I I don't want this episode to feel like, oh, here's the first opportunity to say something negative because they finally lost one. It's been there all along. It hasn't gone away. At times, I think I've pretended or tried to pretend that it's gone away. At times, I've seen, you know, Carter will score an empty net goal or make a decent pass. And you'll say, oh, yeah, yeah, it, it's still kind of there. It's not there. It's not there. It's a problem. And it's dragging down the entire third line or whichever line he's on. Now, that part does have statistical support, advanced statistical support. But I said I'm not going to get into stats, so I'm going to omit the actual details to that. Let's just say that it's not a coincidence that when Danton Heinen's on one line, he looks like, hey, it's really great that Danton Heinen came back for a year and is playing for just a million bucks. What a team player. And when Heinen is on a line with Carter, you go, Boy, Heinen really stinks. Remember when he was doing real well earlier this season? Now they need to get him out of there and put Kasperi Kapanen back in. Um, No. No. Heinen's a pretty good hockey player, like all the time. The problem is, Carter is the equivalent of a black hole right now. And you don't need to see his goals or assists or his Corsi 4 percentage at 5-on-5 or anything else like that to see it. All you need to do is watch him. And I mean watch him. Not like, hey, the Carter line's out. Let's watch this shift. No, I'm suggesting just watch number 77. He has an upright skating style. He's always had it. It's a little bit unusual. It even goes back to his earliest days with the Flyers. He's really big and really fast and really upright. And as a result, he looks almost freakish on the rink. He's always been someone who, uh, both in the figurative and literal senses, stands out like that. So... When you see him standing upright and going nowhere, that also can stand out. And for me, it it has, particularly in the defensive zone. I don't know what's wrong with Carter, but I'm through making even hypothetical excuses for him. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across Western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. 
Mike Sullivan was asked oh, about a week ago in Winnipeg when I was up there with the team what he sees in Carter. And not in a cynical, nasty, you know, loaded way. Just what do you like about him? And he came back with uh, his success on faceoffs. And boy, is he having a year on faceoffs. And I mean that in the best way. He is just crushing people. Had a 14 and 1 faceoff performance in Philadelphia last Friday. 14 and 1. And he also liked his. Ability to, you know, participate on power play two, uh, to be a contributor to the penalty kill unit, and that he can move from center to the wing, and and and, and you know, I mean all of that's true. He does do those things. He's just not doing any of them particularly well right now. And the the part that I can't get past, and this is why I want to leave the stats out. Watch him. Look at him. He looks disinterested. And that doesn't make much sense to me because I feel like I've gotten to know the guy in the time that he's been here. And I'm very, very much aware of the immense respect that he gets from people inside the locker room, but also the coaching staff and also the management team. They love him. They didn't approach him last year. Ron Hextall didn't, with the intention of offering a two-year extension to someone who's now 37 years old, unless they, you know, really, really believed in him, including his character. So this doesn't make sense to me. He doesn't look like he's in some kind of confidence slump. The way, for example, that you look at Brian Dumoulin, when he's mishandled the puck or he's made mistakes, those appear visually to be the result of someone who just can't make the right call in his head in that moment right now because of some crisis in confidence. Carter never looks like he's lacking confidence, does he? So what is it? What is it? I, I, I don't have that answer. And there's absolutely no one within the Penguins who would acknowledge it on the record or off the record, such as their respect level for him. So what is this? Am I nuts? Am I seeing something that no one else is seeing? Is this like a, a unicorn thing? I, I don't get it. But here's what I do get. And holding to my pledge here, no stats. The third line is a complete goal suck. It's a shot suck. It's a possession suck. It it just sucks, okay? It's not working. And no matter who you put with Carter, he drags everyone down. The obvious solution for this would be to have someone else be the centerman and have him uh, have Carter take on fewer defensive responsibilities, fewer F3 responsibilities as well, even coming back on the track backs and the back checks. But then you're taking a guy out of the circle who's, you know, 14 and one against the Flyers. What a weird situation. Let me know. You know what? You know what I'm saying? Let me know wherever you see feedback for this show, wherever you see comments uh, available to you. You tell me, am I nuts here? When we come back, J1Q. 
comes from Rob, who says, DK, I know at the beginning of this season you weren't really a fan of P.O. Joseph. How do you feel now? Rob, the first response I have is that I I didn't really put it like that. What I said about P.O. was that I felt like he needed to prove something. There's a big, big, big difference between that and saying I'm not a fan of the guy or that I don't have hope that he can improve. In fact, every time I would mention, per my own recollection, something about P.O., I would go out of my way to go back to his initial span in the NHL in which he was like the best player on the rink for a period of about a week or two. And it was jarring how good he was. So I I, I never looked at P.O. and said, yeah, he, he just he stinks. Just get rid of him. Let's just do that. What I said was it's time for him to get on the horse. And if he doesn't get on the horse, then it's time to move on. Well, guess what? He got on. So that's to his credit. Uh, the coaching staff made that very, very clear to him at the beginning of training camp, and he's the one who came through. So now that I've hopefully clarified that, here are some actual stats since my pledge only applied to the opening segment. He's got a 52.43 Corsi 4 percentage at 5-on-5. Five five. That is number one among the team's defensemen. If you don't know what that means, I'll keep this simple. When he's on the ice, the Penguins generate 52.43% of all of the shot attempts taken. The other guys, of course, get the rest. That figure is the highest of any defenseman on the team, including Marcus Pedersen, although it should be pointed out, always whenever you do these, that sample size matters. Uh, P.O. has played uh, not as much as Marcus. Marcus has still been the team's best defenseman. Overall, P.O. has been on the ice for eight goals against at five on five in his 18 games played. That's really good. That's not advanced or fancy. That's just really simple and really good. He's been a good player. And being that he's young, being that he's mobile, being that he can still contribute more, especially on the offensive zone, these are all all pluses across the board. I don't have anything remotely negative to say about P.O. Joseph. And if my, you know, basically challenging him to step out or, you know, stop being part of our discussions was seen as negative by you, I'm not sure what to say. Uh, I, I know exactly how I felt about the kid for a long time, and I feel that much more strongly now. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins, and we'll do another one of these tomorrow in advance of the game against the Hurricanes. Mm-hmm.